You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We've got uh, an interesting show today. We are actually traveling right now over in Europe. We are in Vienna, Austria. Uh, we're going to be going on to Budapest in Hungary uh, this coming week as well. And uh, we're talking announcements. There's been all kinds of uh, big announcements from all the big tech manufacturers, including Apple. They've released uh, new MacBooks and AirPods. Uh, Huawei, uh, they have uh, released uh, a bunch of new products, everything from monitors to wearables, uh, things like watches and uh, earbuds. And uh, the Samsung folks also had uh, a big announcement as well. We've got our special guest that's traveling with us, Ted Kritsonos. He's our man out of Toronto, but in Europe with us uh, today. Thanks for coming along. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, been an interesting journey. I haven't done much traveling uh, during uh, the pandemic and lockdown. Is this your first big trip, Ted? First trip uh, in over a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, eh? Yeah. yeah. Well, and John, this is the first big trip for us uh, as well. Yep. Uh, a lot of things we had to figure out along the way. Yeah, just navigating this crazy pandemic world where you have to figure out even to go into a specific country or even get onto a specific airline, you need to know what kind of mask you have to have, you need to know what kind of paperwork you need to have, all the different places that we've just to get to Vienna, we had to go through so many little uh gauntlets of questions about our vaccination status. Yes. Um varying levels of let's just say authentication of those. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, we'll get to the authentication, which kind of makes me laugh. But I have to say the airlines and the airports uh, in general have done a good job of trying to keep things safe and, and clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the funny thing is, is I think for the most part, aside from everyone wearing masks, it doesn't feel that different. No, no, agreed. Except on like yeah. our flight was nine hours long. Yeah. We had to stop over in Frankfurt, Germany and wearing a mask for that long it's hard. Yeah. yeah. I know there's bigger problems in the world, but <laughs> it was hard. And that mask gets a little funky after a while. Yeah. So the one thing we noticed, though, uh, when you're traveling, especially in Europe, some of the airlines have very, very specific requirements as to what the mask is. You can't just wear your favorite cloth mask or those cheap little masks that, uh, you know, you can find everywhere. You had to have very specific ones. Uh, you know, we've talked about these N95 masks over in North America. They're kind of like the next step up from the, the basic ones. But they required a different one here for like Lufthansa and Austrian Air Airlines. Yeah, it, it, they call it an FF2P mask. Yeah, which from what all, all what we can tell is basically their version of a N95. Yeah, but it was very kind of gray as to whether they would accept the N95 mask. They were very specific that you had to have this. What is it? FF2P. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which you had to buy some in the airport. Yeah, at outrageous prices. I did. I, I was lucky, and I got one for free. Yes. Yeah, you, you spent. I, I asked a kindly gentleman. Uh, with a Lufthansa jacket on who helped me out. Yeah, in Frankfurt at the airport, uh, the the gate attendants aren't as, I would say, as polite. You know what I mean? They're very matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, they were just sort of barking orders over the loudspeaker. And yeah. Like, you have to have this mask. And then people come up like, you need a mask that's different than what you have. Yeah. Go to one of the vendors in the in the And pay airport. 10 euros for yeah. a 50 cent mask, essentially. There was a lot of confusion in that lineup. Yeah, when I was getting on my flight to get here from Frankfurt as well, where people were not sure what they meant by a different mask because they yeah. said, "Well, I'm wearing one, but it's not the right one." Apparently, so I had to scramble and I asked asked the gentleman there uh, who was off to the side, 
And he went into a door, he came out, and he had one with him, and he just handed well, it to yeah. me. So. But can they do that for, like, the thousands of people? No, no. no. It, I, mean, I it, locked it was out confusing. big time, yeah. for sure. Uh, the, uh, the authentication thing was the big thing, John. So we're, we are very fortunate. Uh, you know, we are double-vaxxed. And I think most of the European Union, as long as you can verify that you have been double vaccinated, I know there's other things like if you had a COVID test, that would qualify as well. Uh, or you could prove that you had COVID before. Yeah. Uh, but for most people traveling, it would be the authenticating their, their vaccination card. But even you and I have different authentic authentication cards, right? Well, that's the thing I laugh about, John, because they still haven't come up with what I think is a secure way, a standardized way. So essentially my, my vaccination card is this little business card sized piece of paper that has, you know, the details of my, and I'm a mixed vax guy. Um, And it's from British Columbia. And that's the funny thing, John, you have that as well, but your card looks completely different than mine. Yeah. Yeah. And mine's completely different from both yours. Yeah. Mine's not even a card. Mine was a QR code on a, on a phone. Well, when we when we landed in uh, in Austria, yeah. we 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 were heading to baggage claim. Yeah, because we thought we'd cleared all the <laughs> the multiple <laughs> levels of security. Yeah, but then before you actually leave the I guess the secure zone, the last check is that you're vaccinated. Yes, and I was watching the people in front of us because there was quite a line, and they're telling us to you know socially distance. I'm like, there's no distancing here. No, but we're all supposedly vaccinated. But then, you know, the guy's being handed like a random different card for every single person and he's trying yeah. to figure it out. It's like a like a like a um a bouncer at a bar looking at out of state driver's licenses. <laughs> McLovin, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's what I'm laughing about, guys, because I'm showing him my card and he's just looking at it. I honestly, like the card, you know, the BC ones you've seen. Yeah. I could make that. Yeah. In Microsoft Word. Yeah. I could get the BC government logo on there and Print that out. Even, well, even the PDFs in Ontario, they are easy to forge. Yeah. Right? The one, This is the pre-QR code ones. But the, the PDFs are still valid. Yeah. So if someone knows they're, you know, just a little bit about Photoshop, they can easily forge that. And, and I'm assuming it would work if you were crossing the border here. Yeah. Well, the, what's the Austrian guy the, yeah. at the airport? Exactly. He has no idea. Uh, he, he, the thing is, Mike and I, you and I could have shared our, our thing because he wasn't even checking it against our passports. I know. I could have just passed mine back to you. Yeah. Essentially. It's anyway, like, so there's not high security or authentication on that aspect. Yeah. Yes. Which is concerning. Well, because there's no technical aspect to it. They're not scanning something. No. Right. right? It'd be different if they were scanning a QR code or something because then that would be harder to forge. But they're not doing I don't that. know if that's going to happen, guys. Getting the world to agree on a standard authentication. Or at least some countries do it. Like if Canada, the U.S. and the European Union or something were to agree on something like that, maybe. But I don't know. Or maybe you get your passport stamped with something official from the government. Oh, aren't you clever? That's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Well, yeah. I mean, you you do that. The the passports are biometric now as well. Yeah. Mine is. Yeah. Couldn't they embed something in there? In theory. In theory. But then, like that random guy at the at the uh, baggage claim area, he's going to have to have something that can read that. Yeah, but the the biometric part of passports that's kind of an international standard, from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That could be something. I think they're just hoping that this will all go away, and they don't have to come up with some 
Well, yeah. if you build that in, technically, you wouldn't need that last kiosk or yeah. that last booth that we went through. You could just, when you initially do passport control, when yeah. you enter, yeah. they could scan it, yeah. and that way you're through. Totally. I mean, theoretically. Did I just solve the crisis? I think you did. <laughs> We've got a great show coming up here on Get Connected today. Uh, we are traveling in Europe, uh, but covering all the events that have happened. We're going to be talking about Apple. They've released two new MacBooks. These things are power-packed and amazing. So you've got to stay tuned to hear about some of the features. We'll also be uh, chatting about uh, the Samsung announcement and some new gear from uh, Huawei uh, as well. Some new wearables, uh, some gaming monitors, uh, and even some lipstick earbuds. And uh, an away scale. And a weigh scale. I don't want one of those because I already know that I, I weigh too much. You're listening to Get Connected. Back after this. What? Welcome back to the program. Mike and John here. We've got Graham Williams with us today as well. Crazy week of announcements. Uh, Apple, of course, uh, did not disappoint with their announcement uh, on Monday. New MacBooks, new AirPods, and new computer chips. And it's a big deal. Apple has gone their own route with uh, developing their own processors now. They were relying on Intel, but uh, decided to create their own. And they started with the M1 chip, and they have announced two new upgrades from that, a new M1 Pro and an M1 Max, and some accompanying uh, MacBooks for that. A 14 and a 16. And so pretty big deal because uh, the power in these new chips is incredible compared to previous generations, like at least double. Yeah, and so basically they've taken their own designs. They're calling them Apple Silicon, which I think for a lot of us were, you know, Apple Silicon, but Apple Silicon. It's very specific in the pronunciation. And it has been incredibly powerful as far as the new M1s. I've got an M1 uh, iPad Pro. Yeah. And it just outpaces anything that it I've sinks. got before it. Yeah, yeah. like I've, I've, so I've got an old 2019 Intel MacBook Pro which was not inexpensive. Like this was a $4,500 laptop. Yeah. And my $1,100 iPad Pro runs rings around it. So looking at this with the new M1 Pro and the M1 Max, I am so excited to see what these things can do. Yeah. It's funny. These almost made us speechless because it's such a dramatic performance improvement over the previous gen. And it's kind of everything we all hoped for too, right? We wanted the performance. We've got a beautiful new screen. We've got all the ports we could ever want. Brand new FaceTime camera. New FaceTime camera. The return of MagSafe. Right. Which the one question that we all have is, can you still charge via USB-C? Well, and so this is the thing. It comes with a 140-watt um, USB-C adapter, which that's, that's on the big high-end one. Right. Which that's more than my 90-watt current uh, USB-C adapter. Yeah, but it's a USB-C adapter. So Thunderbolt does carry power. We're still waiting to see if this this does the thing. You might be the first one to tell us or confirm that. <laughs> Good thing I got Apple Care. This didn't work out well. <laughs> uh, so U.S. pricing uh, was a bit of a surprise. I think uh, the 14-inch starts at uh, $2,000 U.S. Right, which makes sense because it's basically... Is that, is that for the Pro or the Max? Do we know that? That's for the Pro. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Max is only available on the 16-inch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which starts yeah. at twenty four ninety nine US. Wait, so and and so here in Canada, the uh, fourteen inch is uh, twenty four ninety nine for the fourteen. It's thirty one forty nine for the sixteen, and then it goes up to forty four hundred dollars for the M one Max. Which, considering that's what I paid for this, so you can get a sixteen in the Pro. Yes. Okay, but you can't get a fourteen in the Pro. No. Okay. Uh, you, you can get a fourteen in the Pro uh, M one Pro. 
16 the M1 Pro, and the only S16 in the M1 Max. Okay, I'm gonna dial this back for a moment here because we're getting really specky, and I think <laughs> probably a lot of listeners, like, who cares? But why should they care about these new, these this, new laptops? This, this is Shangri-La. Like, this is, this is everything that pros have wanted. Big, beautiful screen, incredible power, uh, great cooling built into it, right? The, the chassis that they they're going down the rabbit hole again. Well, they're, they're no longer like the, you know, the super thin and light that they were going after. They're still thin and light, but it felt like Apple was really almost punishing uh, performance because they were pushing for this type of profile. Yeah. Did this I is I think I did. This is not an ultra portable. This yeah. is a, a normal laptop yeah. with amazing specs that is really designed for professionals. So and, I, and so typically in the past, when you think laptops, you think, yeah, I can get a powerful laptop, but it's never as powerful as a desktop. Are we are we getting close to that now? We're beyond that. We're beyond that. This is desktop class power. And because Apple Silicon is so power efficient, performance for one is what they always talk about, that you basically get desktop performance in a laptop. And we've been talking about that for 20 years, but this is the real deal. Well, and they were talking some pretty impressive specs as far as just the battery life on this device up to 20 hours of battery life, depending on what you're doing, 17 watching video. And like, it's just mind blowing that you're able to have a, this powerful of a machine. 17 hours of battery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. We were joking that this is basically like, I original iPod level of battery life, which you know was, was long. Yeah. Now in a high performance computing machine. Yeah. And we also got an HDMI port again. So you don't need a dongle for that anymore. And even an SD card slot. Yeah. Now, can we can we just have a moment? I need to pour one out for my homie, the Touch Bar. Yeah. Yeah. So the Touch Bar was this uh, bar that replaced the function keys at the top of the MacBook keyboard, and you could program it to do different things. It could have your favorite websites. It could have all your favorite tools if you're using like Photoshop, for example. And it's gone. Yeah. The thing I used it most for was scrubbing through videos because you actually get a little preview and you can basically just run your finger back and forth like you're using a proper dial on a video, whether it's in QuickTime, Final Cut, or any video editing software. Now, now let's be frank. We can still do that with multi-touch tool and a few other things. So you can use two fingers on your trackpad to do that. Yeah. But this was actually, the touch bar was sort of a weird hacky replacement for not having a touch screen yeah. on the MacBooks, yeah. which... I think for a lot of folks who have had a touchscreen laptop, which you know I had one for a little while, you get gorilla arm, right? It's just kind of sitting there and you've got the, the finger pointing at the screen, your shoulder's getting tired. The touch bar didn't do that, but it also, I don't think, lived up to the potential that Apple wanted it to, so it's gone. Yeah, well, that, that was the big problem, is that not every app would integrate it properly. So sometimes if you get a pop-up, like press yes to continue or something like that, sometimes it would show up on the touch bar, sometimes it would just be on the screen, you have to use your trackpad. It wasn't very consistent, except for the core apps. It wasn't very Apple. No. Let's move on to the music part of uh, their announcements. So they've come out with a new music plan. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Uh, we know all the music subscription services like the Spotify's, uh, the Google, YouTube. Of course, Apple Music's a big one that a lot of Apple users are using, and it's like typically 10 bucks a month. Yes. So they've come out with a lower end plan for four ninety nine a yeah. month, and it's called Apple. It's voice plan. A voice Apple plan. Music Voice. And, so and, it uses Siri. Yeah, and this is entirely based around the idea of HomePod Mini, right? They rolled out a bunch of new colors for HomePod Mini. So let's say you don't have an iPhone, but you do have an iPod Mini, a uh, uh, HomePod Mini. You're the one person in the world that's done that. <laughs> uh, you can now get Apple Music on your HomePod Mini for five bucks. For five bucks a month. But you don't have the same type of control 
and things like spatial audio and all that, or availability to spatial audio and, and what have you, and lyrics, like you would with a full Apple Music plan. Yeah, because your HomePod Mini, only you only have to have the one. Yeah. Um, there is no screen for lyrics. Um, now, here, the song will actually read the lyrics out to you, but... <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Grant. <laughs> So a new, uh, a new plan, a new music plan called Apple Voice. It works with the Apple Voice Assistant Siri. So you'll have access to the, all the songs and playlists on Apple Music, but you need to use your voice, whether that's on a HomePod Mini, which is their little smart speaker. Yep, or, 129 Canadian. Yeah, or one of uh, their other iPhone or iPad devices. So you're mentioning the HomePod Minis. They come in... All sorts of colors now. Yes, yellow, orange, blue, uh, white, and black, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No green. Got to catch them all. Uh, yep. Next time. Next time. Okay, and finally, AirPods, the third generation. So they've uh, updated the AirPods. So in the past year, they've had the AirPods and the AirPod Pros. And now, the Max. And the Max, the over-the-year ones. Yeah. So the new AirPods, kind of their base model, they look like AirPod Pros almost, except with the, the rubber tip. Yeah, without the sort of the full in-your-ear yeah. um, plug, if you will. The case looks the same as the AirPod Pros. Very similar, yeah. yeah. What's the plural on that? Is it AirPod Pros or AirPods Pro? I'm not going to debate that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, these new AirPods, they're bringing things like spatial audio down to the, the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. So uh, is it 179 US? Was it somewhere in there? Yeah, yeah. One- so the, and the originals are 129 US. US. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a bit of a price drop. I still love my AirPods, my, my base ones. Yep. I still love them. Anyway, so I'm excited to try these new ones. Uh, they don't have the, the rubber ear tip like the pros do, but they kind of look very similar. Yeah. A little bit shorter stem than the, the originals yeah. as well. So uh, that will be coming out. Okay. We're going to have to take a break when we come back. All sorts of uh, announcements this week. We'll uh, be chatting about uh, what Samsung has uh, announced. You're listening to Get Connected. Back after this. You are back with the program. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. As I had mentioned uh, earlier, this week has been uh, a big announcement week from all the big uh, tech companies. Uh, we've heard uh, about, obviously, Apple and their announcements. Uh, we will also be shortly talking about Samsung and their announcement uh, this week for some uh, new product. And if you tune into our sister show, The App Show, tomorrow, uh, that Sunday across the course radio network, uh, Saturday nights in Toronto. We will be chatting with Ted Kritsonos about the new Google Pixel 6 phone. So if you're on the Android side and are looking for a new potential uh, high-end smartphone, you'll want to tune in for that. We uh, had also a chance to uh, look at uh, Huawei's uh, big uh, announcement. Uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with Huawei uh, through their phones. Uh, they're not uh, available so much in Canada right now, obviously because of all the uh, issues they're having with the U.S., but uh, they do have a line of uh, tech products across many different categories from laptops to monitors, and audio and wearables, and they had uh, an announcement. Uh, we were able to check that out here in Vienna, Austria this week. Uh, John, uh, some kind of cool stuff. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to see where Huawei's going. Some of these things, they've been there before, but just some of the new versions of the watches that we saw. Um, they've got a, a brand new form factor for their uh, their free buds uh, in the lipstick, which we were kind of curious about. Now we got to see it. It is very interesting. It could be a very compelling um, alternative, I think, for a lot of people. 
and uh, they're going kind of all in on the gaming side of things now too. They've got some spectacular gaming monitors and even gaming accessories that are coming, like a you know wireless mouse pad that lets you charge your phone while you're you charge see. your mouse. No, it's, you put oh. your phone on it. Oh, you put your phone on it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that one yet. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's got a, a Qi charger built into the mouse pad. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's start off. Uh, one of the big announcements was this new uh, pair of earbuds. Yeah. Uh, earbuds are very popular right now, the wireless ones. I think Apple did a, a great job with their AirPods. Yeah. Uh, we saw that they've actually released some new AirPods this week, too. Uh, the Huawei ones are basically, they call them their lipstick uh, yeah. earbuds. And it's actually a very unique form factor to it. Uh, these are two little red earbuds. Uh, you know, they have the little stems and they're wireless. They have active noise cancellation. So high-end earbuds, but they fit in a lipstick case. Yeah. Yeah. And it's magnetically uh, closes. So you can just basically hold the the lid nearby and it sort of just like pulls, snaps on. Snaps right on. So when the lid is on, it looks like a lipstick. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because the... Uh, the earbuds themselves are bright red, like yeah. red, bright red lipstick. Uh, apparently, they'll also be available in silver. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we had a chance to, you know, you know, film some of uh, uh, some of these, but I think, you know, if if you can get your hands on them, that's probably going to be one of the big sellers at Christmas time. Well, it's something else I hadn't considered too is Valentine's Day. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think they'll be able to get enough into Canada. I don't think so either. No, but you know, if you if you see them. They're they're stunning. Yeah. They really are. But I love the form factor. Like it's just, I know they're probably more targeted at at women, but I would put that in my pocket. It's just such a nice sleek design. Yeah, it's not as well, and I hate to say bulky as like say AirPods because AirPods aren't bulky. Yeah, but just the form factor just seems to fit, and it, it also is a very common form factor. I think for a lot of women having those sized containers in their purses and that type of thing as well. They uh, also into wearables, watches. And uh, we've, we've covered some of these. Uh, they're actually quite good value for what you get in them. So, you know, when you think of uh, fitness bands and watches, obviously Apple Watch is one of the big sellers out there. Fitbit, of yep. course, as well. Uh, I know Samsung's been, you know, throwing things at the wall to see what <laughs> sticks over the years. But Huawei has been uh, pretty consistent with their uh, their GT line of watches. Yeah. These, like like the Samsungs, are very stunning, very bold designs, very traditional watch-looking. Um, sometimes to the point where you can't even really tell it's a smartwatch. It looks like a normal watch. Yeah. Like, like with the round face. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think would appeal. But uh, who do you think these are aimed at? I mean... It, they really seem to go after the, I guess, the fitness market with this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think definitely that's one of the things that people like about them uh, compared to some of the other competitors out there is that they have ridiculous battery life. Yeah, so these new ones, uh, up to three weeks. Yeah. That's insane. Can, you know, when you compare that to an Apple Watch, for example, which you're going to get a day, day and a half out of it yeah. if, you're, if you're lucky. Yeah. But these, with a color screen, a giant color screen can last for three weeks, which kind and, of blows and, me away. And all the sens- all the sensors that they do, they do all the typical fitness uh, sensing. Heart rate, blo- uh, blood oxygen readings. Um, but again, it's got all these different types of workout modes built into it as well. So, you know, if you are a runner or cyclist or even a swimmer or all of the above, it basically can track and recommend workouts for all of those. Yeah, well... We have uh, a triathlete on staff, 
and she loves this watch, or at least the previous version of the watch, for all those things that she likes to do. Yeah. And this is the perfect watch for them. And I think I think that's also probably why Huawei has been using a lot of athletes to help promote these watches. It's because they truly do get all the kind of detail that they want and that they need for their training and their exercise, that type of stuff. So. Uh, they've got some really uh, high-end uh, built-in uh, GPS sensors on them as well, so very good at tracking you know, where you're running or, or cycling. Uh, I believe you can have up to 500 songs in them as well. You know, They've got uh, Bluetooth, so you can get your wireless yeah. uh, headsets on them. I guess the lipstick <laughs> earbuds <laughs> yes. uh, to them. And they've got two different models. Uh, so, again, it's uh, the GT3. Uh, they've got a 46-millimeter version, so huge, yeah. nice, round, big size you need a big wrist for that one. yeah if, you, if you're into big watches and a lot of people are i love that yeah uh great looking watch and they also have a 42 millimeter version as well uh so a uh, smaller version i think that one gets about a two-week battery life but i just can't believe you can get like two to three weeks on a watch a smart watch well and the other thing that surprised me too is they're very light yeah like we picked them up and we like is this just a display model but no it was the actual functioning working watch yeah so yeah, it'll be interesting again uh, to uh, to see how well they do in the market. But uh, you know, from our experience with the previous models, uh, you know, the value is there definitely, and they've got all the tracking capability as well, if not more than you know most of the competitors out there. Well, the big thing for me with these type of watches, beyond the, all the stuff we just mentioned, is the customization ability of them and being able to change the watch faces. And it sounds like there's quite a a deep gallery and new options for these new watches as well for that. Exactly. Uh, they're also going all in on uh, gaming uh, monitors uh, and accessories uh, as well. They've got uh, this new beautiful uh, large, I think, how big is that uh, particular monitor? Um, the 34 inch. 34 inch. It's like one of those curved yeah. monitors. and But it also has like a sound bar built into it and microphones. It's crazy. Like it, it's just like, I can't wait to have this at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I'm I'm not a huge gamer, but I would just love to have this like because I do when I work from home I work in my kitchen on the kitchen desk yeah and I've been struggling right I want more monitor or screen space so I've tried hooking up two monitors but it's almost too big do you yeah. know what I mean like I'm I'm straining my neck looking over at the yeah. second monitor all the time whereas this is a nice curved monitor you know nice big 34 inch display so you just kind of get it all it just kind of wraps around you almost yeah full immersion into your spreadsheets and so my challenge too i don't know if you're finding this john um because i'm doing a lot of zoom calls and then i'm recording radio stuff i've got all sorts of different microphones and speakers hooked up to my computer now in, in my kitchen and it starts getting confusing trying to pick the right input and output you don't have to tell me because usually you're on a zoom call with me and you're talking and i can't hear you (laughs) because you don't have the right source selected so this new monitor has actually got microphones built into it which is you got to have that you know during these pandemic days now and a beautiful little sound bar at the bottom as well yeah no it's gonna that would free up a lot of real estate on my desk because i've got like some i've got speakers on my desk i've got microphones well, and it also has uh, a number of uh, USB ports for various things. Um, you can have uh, USB Type C, yeah, and you've got uh, a headphone jack, so you can you know plug in your wired headphones, and then you've got uh, two HDMI ports, and it all is powered by USB C as well. So, I think probably a very efficient monitor. They have another model as well, uh, the non GT Mate View. And it actually has a, a whole bunch of ports. 
so that one's kind of more for uh, creators and 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 just kind of working. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a four K. It's beautiful, beautiful four K monitor yeah. with uh, just all kinds of great little options. It doesn't have the sound bar, um, but it uh, it still looks fantastic in person. And um, but you know, it's important when I, I think of working from home right now, which I know a lot of us are doing. I know so many of my friends that are just working on a laptop. Oh my God, I couldn't do that. I know, I know. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, you can hook up a giant monitor to your laptop. Yeah. And it just makes your world a whole lot easier. Like, just get a keyboard and mouse, a separate one, and yeah. it's beautiful. It it just changes everything. Just having that screen real estate to be able to put all of one thing on one screen and all of, you know, you have all your social media, your emails, all your Slack or whatever tools you use on one screen. Then you have, have your browser and maybe even videos running on another screen. Uh, and finally, they, they have this kind of cool new mouse pad that you can charge your phone on. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So most of the phones we have now are capable of wireless charging. And, you know, I've got a wireless charging little uh, pad at my computer. But now this mouse pad, it actually blends both the function of a mouse pad, and it's got a wireless charger built into it for your phone. Yeah. I just love this. I, I, I'm all about trying to clear as much space on my on my desk. Well, especially with that, no cables or yeah. or little stands you have to put your your phone in. You yeah. just sort of put it down there beside you. You can see it, and it's charging. Okay, we have uh, still some more talk to talk about here on uh, Get Connected. Uh, we will be chatting with Ted Kritzonos uh, about the Samsung announcement this week. Was it all that it was cracked up to be? Well, you'll have to stay tuned and, uh, and find out. And don't forget to listen to our sister show, The App Show. Tomorrow we'll be covering uh, the new Google Pixel 6, kind of a, uh, a first overview of uh, that new phone. And it's got some pretty cool features in it if uh, you're into the, uh, the Android phones out there. You're listening to Get Connected. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this. You're back with Get Connected, Mike and John here. We've got a special traveling guest today, Ted Kritzonos. We're over in Vienna, Austria, uh, covering some of the big tech events that have happened this week. We've talked about Apple. Uh, we've uh, heard about some of the, the Huawei gear. Samsung, not to be outdone, decided to schedule a big announcement this week as well. They call their events Unpacked. And this is where they announce their big new product launches. So their new phones, uh, even sometimes laptops and that. And so they announced one the same week as all the other guys like Google and Apple and Huawei. Every day was a different event. Yeah. And the Samsung event, unfortunately for us, happened while we were in the air. Yeah. But thankfully, Ted, you've got a lot of the big details from this. There are no big details. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I mean, basically what they did was they, they repurposed existing products and made them so that you use or consumers can basically decide how they want them to look. So change colors, things like that. It's not a bad idea. I just don't think it was worth doing an unpacked event. Like for a it. big yeah. like, press. I mean, when you're saying you're going to do an unpacked event, we're expecting new pro- emphasis on new products. Yeah, like a big deal. Yes. This isn't it. This would, this, this would have been great as a press release with a couple of images. It's like when Apple comes out with a new color for the iPhone. Yeah. Right? They yeah. came out with a new color one time, and they sent a press release. It was purple. It was purple. Yes. 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 They didn't have a big, you know, Tim Cook announcement down in California. No drone We've footage. just announced <laughs> Apple purple, right? <laughs> so, so what did they announce, Ted? Well, basically, they've announced that for the Galaxy Flip Three, 
That's and their folding screen phone. Yes, yeah. but not the folding one. That's the flip. So, oh, sorry. Yeah. So not the, for the Flip 3 and the Watch 4, yeah. the Galaxy Buds 2 were in there as well, that they've announced different sort of colors, different options that you can customize. when. And, and you, that comes down to color. It comes down to color. There is some, there's some fashion elements to it as well, that's some color. partnerships that's that they've color. made, yeah. uh, but that's kind of color and design. So too. nothing new except that you can make your phone a different color. Correct. Can you make it apple purple? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not much to say in this segment. Not really. No. I mean, I, I, like, again, it's, it's, it's an interesting idea. Uh, they're not the first to do it. Motorola tried this years ago uh, with the Moto X, but they, I, I just don't think it was worth sort of hyping an event where there's speculation and rumor and innuendo that there are new products like the Galaxy S21 FE edition, like yeah. the fan edition, for example. Uh, that obviously didn't happen. And there were no laptops or no tablets. There was nothing new or even like something conceptual yeah. that they might have come up with, right, to yeah. show us. Nothing like that came out. Do you think they were just trying to sort of put a little bit of a damper on all the other companies' announcements? A little week? bit of FOMO? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's possible. Fear of missing out? Yeah, fear of missing out, yeah. absolutely. I, 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 yeah, but that's that's not a good move, is it? Like if you're just trying to get in there with your own announcement and you got nothing? Well, when did we first get notified that there was going to be an event that when, day? When we found out about all the other <laughs> events. Kind of interesting timing, right? Yeah. Because normally we get more of a heads up yeah. when it's an unpacked event. This yeah. time we didn't. And I found that interesting. So, Well, that's it for our Samsung Roundup. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might get a blog up on our website to talk about some of the, uh, the color customizations. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler, our uh, special travel uh, edition. We've uh, been over in uh, Europe covering some of uh, the latest tech announcements, everything from Apple, Samsung, Google to Huawei as well. Uh, it's been kind of an interesting week getting back into traveling, John. Like we haven't traveled for, I think, almost a year and a half now, bordering on two years. Yeah, but it's comfortable again. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, nice. Uh and uh, again, make sure you do stay tuned for our sister show, The App Show, that's uh, coming up uh, Sunday across the Chorus Radio Network. Of course, Saturday nights uh, over in Toronto, we'll be covering the Google Pixel phone and a little more uh, on, on travel tech uh, as well. If you've got any questions about uh, technology and, and what to take along when traveling, uh, you know, go to our website and uh, you know, fill out a feedback form and, and ask us. Uh, we'd be happy to chat about that on our, our next radio show. Um, what was your favorite uh, announcement so far this week from all of them? I think the one that everyone's most excited about has to be the MacBooks. Yeah. I mean, even non-MacBook owners uh, are buying them. Yeah, we've uh, been talking to a bunch of people, a lot of journalists as well, and, and even journalists that have been using Windows machines for everything. They've, they've actually pre-ordered some of these new MacBooks yeah. just because of the power and battery life yeah. on these things. Yeah. So, but it's good. Competition is good, right? I think it that's makes, going make, to push, push all the, the yeah. Windows guys to, to make some even uh, better laptops, Yeah, which is kind of cool. That's all the time we've got left for the program. I want to thank John Beeler, my co-host and producer, and of course, Christina Stoyanova, our other uh, producer uh, back at the studio as well. We'll see you again next time.